You're listening to a City on a Hill podcast. We'd love you to use and share this podcast, but please refrain from editing the content without permission from City on a Hill. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au. Now after the Sabbath, towards the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. And he said, Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up to him. They took his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Oh, there's a cheer. There's a cheer. How good. <laughs> How good. Oh, okay. That's that, that's, that's that adrenaline shot that we all need, that I needed anyway. Um, hey, everyone. It is so, so good to be with you. Um if we have not met before, uh, my name's Louis. Um, I get to be, I'm stoked to be uh, the lead pastor of City on Hill Surf Coast. And um, hey, I'm, I, it, this is, uh, we've, we've heard it said already uh, in the lead up to Easter that um, the Easter weekend is like the grand final for if you're a pastor working in a church and you want to play that game day. And uh, over the last, what, uh, two, three services now, um, it's felt as if our grand final team, um, or just everyone involved, uh, coaches, playing staff, players, backup players, draft picks, just even supporters on the sidelines, just have all just been dropping like flies uh, because of COVID. Um, and I was one of those flies, uh, Louis the Fly, uh, dropped as well. Um, so I am on today, uh, day 14 of um, isolation. Um, I thought I was invincible. Uh, I got to day seven of isolating with my whole family because I was a close contact. Um, you know, my uh, wife and three daughters all had COVID and I just kept testing negative every morning with that little lovely rat. And I thought, I'm through this and I'm, I have super immunity. Uh, but then on the day that I was supposed to go out and enjoy the freedom of the world and go and watch the, the rib curl pro and enjoy the beautiful swell and the sunshine and to stretch my legs after not being out of the house in seven days, I then tested positive. Um, so my seven days started again, uh, and it, I was just so, so glad that it, that's, no, this is sarcasm. Uh, no, I was so crushed that I can't be with you in person. Uh, but hey, there's, um, there's a couple of things I want to say uh, after the last uh, two weeks is a massive thank you uh, to everyone uh, that has stepped up and that has um, had a crack and just made uh, 
just just we've been able to continue on as a, as a young new church uh, here on the surf coast uh, thanks to Joash for just stepping up last minute to preach uh, thank you to Bishop Ian for coming out to preach last week thank you to all of our volunteers um, that have been helping out as well in so many people's absences um, it might look like I'm the only one on zoom I'm not there's actually about uh, this like four other families uh, that are zooming in as well to the, to this feed because they're all at home as well um, and uh, I just I should say I, I feel like I should say sorry to if you're a musician um, because it seems to be the last week or so that if you're a musician and you were rostered on to play music at either one of it one of these services you got COVID um, so I don't know what uh, COVID powers uh, the rost the music roster has but they're not good Anyway, so normally we would have live music um, to a service like this, but we're just um, we're leaning on good old Spotify because I don't think there's a digital version of COVID yet, but maybe Spotify Spotify could get a virus. Um, but anyway, so far so good. Um, it's so good to be with you uh, today, um, and I really do hope that the time together that you can share um, is meaningful um, and is joy filled, um, and really does uh, give you an opportunity to really put your hope into. Uh, the resurrection that we celebrate today. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, I'm going to think about that a little bit more. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, before I do, I just, I think we should pray um, and uh, just thank God for this moment and pray that uh, he would give me uh, the right words and give us uh, ears to hear what, um, yeah, the good news uh, that we're celebrating today. So, so let me, let me do that. Let me pray. Would you join me in prayer? Our dearest Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you so much uh, that you are good, uh, that your steadfast love endures forever. Uh, we thank you uh, for the time of history that we live in, uh, for this technology that we can use, uh, that we can somehow all be in the same room, uh, that we can meet together spiritually and physically. Uh, we thank you that, uh, that, yeah, there is a way for us to be together uh, to remember the risen Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord, Saviour, best friend, treasure, uh, and just uh, the reason for the life that we have and the hope that we have. I pray uh, for these next few minutes uh, that you would be with us all, uh, that you would enlarge our hearts with a greater faith and a greater love and a greater affection for Jesus. Uh, for those of us that, that don't know Jesus, uh, would this be a time to learn more about him and what he's done uh, and the significance of that, not only for now, but also for all eternity. Uh, so be with us all now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, um, hey, I've... I've just shared a little bit of my frustration uh, in being in lockdown for two weeks. Uh, it was, it, it's, you know, it's, I now know what, uh, what, uh, it, it, I, I don't want to say it's like being in prison because I was with my family. Um, they're not, they're not, they're not that bad. They're great. Um, but being in lockdown these last couple of weeks, it has reminded me um, of just the brokenness that is in this world, isn't it? It has just uh, reminded me of the frustration that we feel uh, in being in a world that uh, we're in right now. Because, you know, I've had more time to watch the news. Uh, I've had more time to um, just uh, just to think, uh, more time to really reflect on the, the world that we're in and all that we see around us. And, and even just knowing it, even in my own body, that this world that we are in is broken. There is brokenness in this world, isn't there? Uh, I think that for those of us that have experienced uh, the experience, those of us that are willing to be honest with ourselves, uh, we we know that 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 there is brokenness in, in this world. That this isn't this isn't news to us. Um, it's 
It's illustrated in the constant cycle of broken existence for as long as we can remember throughout all of human history. War, there's been two world wars, so we think we would have learnt the first time. Relationship breakdown, health breakdown. Our cultural moment even today is, is testifying to the brokenness of this world, isn't it? There's brokenness in our relationships in society. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So the sadness and the sorrow and the segregation that is being caused by people's preferences to label others rather than love others. Brokenness. Uh, there's brokenness across the world right now in our physical bodies. There's a virus that reminds us of the fragility of our flesh. And there's brokenness across the world in our countries and in our nations. We all know of the, the greed and the pride and the lust for power that is causing war and suffering and death. There's brokenness in this world. But hey, we get to live on the surf coast of all places, don't we? Surely, surely this would fix our frustration and, and cause us to forget all of the pains and for it would give us a way to escape all of our worries. But it doesn't, does it? You know, the surf coast, this area, the place that we live, we get to call home. It might look like heaven, but the baggage of this world still doesn't leave us, does it? And so often we look for ways to escape, don't we? We look for ways to escape. I wonder how you respond to the brokenness of this world. I wonder, I wonder what it is that you do. Maybe you've already had an isolation. Maybe you're in your second or your third isolation. I wonder what you do to escape the brokenness of this world. Uh, well, there's three responses that um, I've been able to actually, you know, sort of test and adjust. Um, that, but I, I think we can see in our world today of how we respond to a broken world, isn't there? There's three main responses. I think we see that there's fixing it. Uh, we see that there's accepting it, there's fixing it, and then there's medicating it. We can ac accept it, we can fix it, or we can medicate it. You see, the, the first one, acceptance, acceptance of this brokenness, you know, that's the catch cry of this world. It's just use your reserves of energy to press on and press through this brokenness. You know, just grind it out, man. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than this. Suck it up. Or my, you know, well, this, this is an interesting one. Don't worry, be happy in the face of the world's brokenness. Accept it. Or maybe you're someone that tries to fix it. Maybe you're a fixer. Uh, maybe you are someone that in the face of this world's brokenness, you shape your life to be one of action and, and advocating for change against the brokenness. Change for better. Don't accept it. Hope for a better future. We can fix that brokenness. Maybe it's in volunteering, being green, advocating for something, being an activist. Or maybe it's just a personal fixing, allowing your cheek or just, just spreading positive vibes, man. Just spread those positive vibes. Maybe we can fix that brokenness. Well, there's that last uh, option. Uh, we can medicate ourselves in the brokenness, can't we? We can medicate ourselves. Uh, I think this has been my go-to in the last 14 days. There's, there's take something or do something. Take something or do something in the face of the brokenness of this world. You know, you can medicate yourself from the brokenness by taking something for the pain. You know, just change your reality. You know, take a drink, get lost in a film or scroll to the bottom of that online feed. Or you can medicate something by doing something. You can medicate yourself to brokenness by doing something. Just distract yourself from what you know you can't avoid. <laughs> you know, bury your head into some kind of work. 
or personal identity or project or, or experience-driven passion medicated by doing something. I wonder what your default response is to the brokenness of this world when it begins to rear its ugly head up into your life. Are you an acceptor? Oh, no, just, just deal with it. Are you a fixer? Got to do something about it. Or maybe you're a medicator. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, some of these things, they're, they're good things for us to do. Uh, they're good. They, you know, we can pursue these things. Uh, they can be enjoyed. But as I've, had, as I've had time to think about the brokenness of the world these last couple of weeks, I find myself asking, are these responses enough? Will any of these lifestyles truly lead to the restoration, to the brokenness that we all know and fear? I think the past uh, 200 years of human history, just last 200, they show us how humanity has, has put these approaches to the test. And it's, they've given us a pretty good idea that despite how good and maybe enjoyable some of those things might be, they don't provide a solution, do they? A nice distraction, maybe, but they don't correct the disorder. We still have war. We still see divorce. We're lonelier than ever. We're more depressed and we're more anxious than we've ever been. I think we've discovered that there is no fake it until you make it because we're just forever staying fake on a hamster wheel of continuous disappointment and we keep injecting in there, accept it, fix it and medicate it. And they have and I think they will keep failing us. Because acceptance, that doesn't work. You know, it just, it just leads to an inhumane denial against our deepest and most human character, doesn't it? Like, how can we pretend everything is okay when it isn't? It destroys our very soul as we try to live a lie. And there's only so much of that we can endure. What about fixing it? Well, I think fixing it, is, you know, it's probably the most honourable path, but there's still too many questions left for me. Like, what are we restoring this back to? Like, what is our standard of beautiful that we should be using as our goal for good to fix it back towards? And hypothetically, if progress is made to, to whatever that standard is, what is our mechanism for moderating human character flaws? Like, there's always going to be a power struggle of pride and pretentiousness, isn't there? There's always going to be someone that wants to jump on the bandwagon and make it their own. And secondary to that, how is it possible to today to get anyone to agree on what good, what good is in this post-truth, define your own reality, you be you world that we live in? I don't know if fix it is going to cut it. And medicate it? That doesn't work. We all know what medication is. Take this, do this for the pain. We know a painkiller doesn't fix the problem. It just numbs the pain. There's still a wound. There's still decay. There's still something that needs healing. Like we can be as rich as we want. We can have all the experiences, all the status. We can be fit. We can ride the perfect wave. We can master all the skills. 
But no amount of self-discovery, self-help, self-esteem is going to guard us from the real disappointments of life, is it? Like none of that is going to protect us from what we feel in the face of a bodily injury or the death of a loved one or the wounds or the betrayal of a friend. Accept, medicate, fix as much as you want. No amount of self-confidence, status, Netflix, lights or influence can protect us from the pain of living in a broken world, can it? Accept, fix, medicate. These roads, they may be paved with bright lights and exciting promises, but at the end of each one is only a dead end of disappointment. And unfortunately, I think more of us than ever right now are able to speak from experience as to this reality, aren't we? Like I'm not going to ask you to put a hand up, but who right now knows how broken this world is? Who right now has felt that in their own very life? Who right now is carrying something that is a testimony to the brokenness of the world that we're in? So what is then the solution? Is there any hope? Is there a realistic or is there a true or logical plausibility structure for us to rationalise and to see ourselves through this predicament of brokenness that we're all in? Is there any hope? Well, there is. There is a way of hope. But it's not a path that we forge ourselves. We are broken. We, we can't be the solution. So I think it's beautiful that today, after two weeks of reflecting on the world's brokenness, it's beautiful that today we get to come and we get to think about Easter Sunday, the way forward, a way through, the way of true life. Easter Sunday speaks to a way that is outside of ourselves, that has its foundation in this day, Easter Sunday, this historical day. Do you know this day? We sit here this day, this moment is marked in time as being recognised and celebrated for over 2,000 years. And there's good reasons why for that celebration. It's because today marks a moment in time that brokenness does not have to be your defining reality in how you understand life. Brokenness does not have to be your defining reality in how you understand life. Easter Sunday is the reminder to Christians and it's the report to a world that there is hope, that there can be new life and that there is a path out of the brokenness to what it is that we're all deep down longing for. And there's good news because it's not a path that has to be forged by us. It's provided by a higher power and a loving provider. So this day, Easter Sunday, I want to tell you about this path. I want to tell you about this provided way from the outside. And for me to tell you about this path, I have to tell you about some of the story of the Bible. And as I do, it's, it's only right that we start with our initial statement. There is brokenness in this world. You know that feeling that we all have, that deep down feeling? Things are not as they're supposed to be. Things are not the way that they're meant to be. The Bible says, you're absolutely right. You know, the way things started, 
the way things were, were originally set to go, compared to now, compared to the way that our lives are right now, things are not the way they're supposed to be. <laughs> the Bible says that the way things first started, everything was not broken, but good. Everything was not broken, but good. It was made by a good, loving creator, God. And it was a creation made for the creator, for him to bless it and for him to love it and for him to cherish it and for him to be in community with it. And his, his creation was going to share and relish and have joy in all that he had designed. They would find their joy in what they could see of what he had made of what he would do each day as creation continued to grow and flourish. And creation would, was also designed to enjoy the creator himself, to grow with him and to experience life with him in deep relational community. You see, the Bible says that we were originally created for relationship, purpose, and joy. The first man and the first woman, the first family to experience creation, the first family created by God, they had been perfectly set up to flourish and enjoy paradise. That's where it all started. But then the Bible says it wasn't long until his first family, they chose not to walk on this path, did they? You see, what was created it was lured into turning their backs on the Creator. You see, the first family that God had ever made, rather than living in a joyous community with God Himself, instead they bought into a lie that unique individuality was better than God's loving community. And humanity, acting on this short-sighted desire, broke God's orchestrated design. Humanity thought that they would pave a new way for themselves. They thought their way was going to go well. But it turned out that all the pleasure that they thought that it promised didn't. It didn't bring joy. It only brought brokenness. And that first family, our ancestors, those that have gone before us, they set up a cycle of continuous brokenness, the one that we know and experience even today. As we read that in the Bible, this is what theologians call the fall, the fall of mankind. There now exists, as we saw in our Ephesians reading, you can check it out in your bulletin, there now exists what they call a dividing wall of hostility, a partition separating what is God's created from the creator. Humankind has been separated from the love of God, alienated. They have no hope and they are without God in the world. And we feel this brokenness and many of us, Many are stuck on the wrong side of the world wall. They should be with God. They should be with a good, loving creator, but not. And so it's no wonder why we feel this brokenness in this world. It's no wonder why we have this sense of things are not the way that they're supposed to be. See, 
the story of the Bible. It's not fable. It's not myth. It's not fantasy. It is the true account of why we feel what we feel and suffer what we suffer. The Bible tells us exactly why the environment is decaying. It tells us exactly why our relationships are so trying. It tells exactly why wars are raging and why our health is failing. It's because creation turned its back on its creator. And instead of relationship, purpose and joy, we feel rejection, pointlessness and pain. The Bible also explains as to why no amount of our accepting, our fixing or our medicating has been able to change any of it. Why can't we seem to fix the brokenness on our own? Well, we're on the wrong side of the wall in all that we do. <laughs> Despite our efforts to try and find God and make up, for, make up for the God-shaped hole in our hearts, our trying to accept and trying to fix and our trying to medicate, they don't help us get back over the wall. They only make the wall higher and more fortified. On our own, apart from intervention outside of us, we only contribute to our brokenness. You know that feeling like, oh, I always feel like I'm just stuffing it up? So often we are. So often our efforts to deal with brokenness in, the, in this world, rather than getting us closer to God, worse, they actually offend God. Because dress it up how you like, but boil it down and we're either trying to play God by thinking we have some sort of divine inner, inner creative power to fix it all, which we don't. That's where the first family went wrong. They think they had this divine creative power to choose something better. They didn't. Or we're medicating our brokenness, brokenness. We're just running in the opposite direction of God. And we're, we're trying to pursue something in replace of him and and that's arrogance in God's eyes. It's a mutiny against the king. So we need outside, untainted, more powerful influence, don't we? We need some sort of hope that brokenness can be overcome, don't we? We need some sort of power to change us so that we would no longer be stuck in our mess no longer on the wrong side of the wall, no longer making things worse. We need a saviour and we need to ask for his help. And so I say to you today, the Bible would now say, Happy Easter. This is a day of good news. That saviour that we need, that help that we need is here. The Bible tells us that what the good, loving creator God decides to do when he is faced with a broken world and a separated people, people like us. The Bible tells us what it is that the good, loving and creator God does with that dividing wall of hostility. You see, this good, loving creator God, he does something that is so good and so loving. He vows that this state of separation won't be the final state. He promises that he's going to make a way to restore the broken relationship, that he would do it. 
The Bible tells us that the good, loving creator God is so good and that he's so loving that rather than throwing out all that was broken, rather than throwing it all out in the bin, it says that he wanted to fix it. It says that instead he went to work in restoring fallen humanity and that he devoted himself to fixing what we had broken and he took upon himself the pain and the inconvenience and the frustration of cleaning up the mess that we had made. And he did what we couldn't. He tore down that wall that divided us. He forged that necessary path back into his presence and his plan. And you know what? Happy Easter. (laughs) The time of history that we now sit in right now, we sit in a time where we can say Jesus is risen. Resurrection. Do you know what that means? It, it, it's amazing. It's, it's the evidence to us that a true way for new life has been made known. It's the evidence and the reassurance to us of the effectiveness of God's solution to our brokenness. You see, Jesus is risen. He is risen from the dead, alive, alive from death, okay? Alive from death. You know about death? Death, what the world might think is the final word. You know about death? Death that the world might think is the ultimate illustration of brokenness. Death, what the world might see to be the great ongoing reminder that everything and everyone has an expiration date. Do you know death? Death that looks so ominous and is such a reminder of our brokenness. It is there and it is unavoidable and it is our future and it is, it is scary until God shows that he has power over it as well. The resurrection from Jesus Christ of the dead says to me, I can take God seriously. Here's a guy who died and came back to life. Ah, before that claimed he was God. I'm going to listen to what he said in the first half of his ministry, right? I'm going to listen to what he said in the second half. This is God in flesh. Jesus Christ come down, says he's going to come back to life, and he does. And God doesn't want us guessing, does he, of how much he can bring something back to life. He doesn't want to keep us guessing. You know, after Jesus, when he was tortured, literally ripped to shreds, reference Good Friday, he's crucified and murdered on a cross at the hand of Roman soldiers, professional killers. Now, we should be thinking, Jesus, proper broken, proper brokenness, proper dead. You know that spear that is thrust to his side and then he's wrapped in burial clothes and he had a funeral? We should be thinking, Jesus, yep, proper dead. Proper broken. Jesus, who lays in a tomb for three days, we're all thinking, all the disciples at the time, they know Jesus, proper dead, proper broken. 
brokenness in this world. A reminder again. But then Jesus comes back to life. With the resurrection, one of the things that God is saying is, I can fix anything. With the resurrection of Jesus Christ, God is, one of the things God is saying is, this life, if you come back to me, it doesn't have to be defined by brokenness because I'm not defined by brokenness. You see, with the resurrection, one of the things that God is saying, he's saying, hey, were you listening to what Jesus taught and the invitation that Jesus made before his death? You might want to go back to that. You might want to take him seriously because you know that thing, death, that would normally have ended it all for someone that you thought was just a mere man? Take him seriously. Jesus is alive. And Jesus is proper alive, isn't he? We heard in our reading, he came back to life and he had fish and chips with the disciples to show that he wasn't just a figment of their imagination, but a literal, physical, historical, actual display of God's love, power, goodness and majesty. (laughs) Happy Easter. Every Christian church across the world right now, right in this moment is saying, Happy Easter, Jesus is risen. We live in a time of history where God's promises to provide a way back into our original good and right design have been fulfilled. The path has been forged. Do you have that Bible reading still open in front of you? Do you have your little handout from there? Ephesians 2, look at what God has done. Look at the path that the outside influence has. Look at the path of power that God has provided. Verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. He himself is our peace, who made us both one and has broken down the dividing wall of hostility. God has made that peace. How? Through the cross. Through him, through Jesus, we have access to one spirit, to the good, loving creator God, our Father. And what does that mean? We are no longer strangers and aliens. You know, we're no longer wandering around. Where is this place? What's going on? This this isn't how it's meant to be. But we are now fellow citizens with the saints and the members of God's household. See, that's good news. That's worth celebrating. And it gets even better because anyone can be brought into that household. Anyone that is feeling the brokenness of this world and longs for hope and restoration. Anyone can be brought back into the family of God because it's not up to us, it's what he has done. Jesus told us this. Jesus told us this before he went to the cross. He taught this. This was his ministry. This was his mission. He preached. He preached to the people. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish. They would not die. They would not have to be forever broken, but instead they would receive eternal life. That's eternal life with God. That's eternal life with the good, loving creator. That's the eternal life that you were originally made for. And the best part of that eternal life is it just doesn't, it doesn't start when you die. 
starts right now. It can start right now. It starts the moment that you took Jesus at his word, that you took his word seriously and you turned from your own coping mechanisms and ways of dealing with the brokenness. It's when you turn from your accepting or turn from your fixing and turn from your medicating to instead trust in him and believe in God's solution to your brokenness, not our own. We're brought back into the presence of God by believing in the life and in the death and in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, God's Son. Happy Easter. Such wonderful news. So let me plead with you today. If this is news to you for the first time, if the significance of Jesus' resurrection from the dead has not been made clear to you like this before, Like if before today you didn't know Jesus as the one who is the way, the truth and the life back into the relationship with God, your maker. If you if before today you didn't understand it like you're understanding it right now, please let me say. Take Jesus at his word. Turn from those coping mechanisms and turn to him. Because up to this moment, God has been patient with you. He's not wishing that you would perish, but that you would come to a moment of acknowledging your brokenness and that you would come to a moment of asking for his help and that you would accept his offer of restoration and entrance back into community with him. Today is that day. Easter Sunday. The new life that we see in Jesus Christ can be the moment that you receive new life with him also. Today can be a day of renewal and rescue. If you didn't know that before, you could be right with God. So if you are yet to respond to his rescue, don't put it off any longer. Today, with the resurrected hand, the resurrected hand of Jesus Christ, his son, he reaches out to you and he says, I've made a way, I've bridged the gap, I am what you are searching for. So I want to say, turn back to God and come back into what you were made for. If that is you today and and you do want to respond to God's invitation of restoration, talk with the person that you came with today. If you haven't haven't come with anyone today and you've just shown up to check it out for the first time, have a chat to anyone that you've seen up the front. Have a chat with Esther, Matt, Jesse. They'd love to to talk with you. They'd love to guide you in what your next step might be. Or perhaps maybe you don't want to come up the front today. Maybe it's a bit bit nerve-wracking, new church. I understand that. That's hard. Maybe today you can sign up for Alpha. You can join a group to learn more about Jesus and what he said and what he did. Maybe, maybe today you can, you can just take another step closer to understanding who God is and what he's done. I'd love to encourage you towards that because I don't want to see people continue to live a life of hopeless brokenness when Jesus is alive and he stands there and he says, come to me. You are weary, or you you who are weary and heavy burdened, I will give you rest. That's the offer from the risen, ruling, and returning King Jesus. For those of you that have already responded to God's offer of forgiveness, for those of you that have already responded to His gift of new life, purpose, and resurrected life, to those of us that have committed our lives to Him committed our lives to him in our hearts and in our minds and in the waters of baptism, let me today, 
Let today be a day where your faith is fueled and you can come back to remembering today that your eternal life, it's not going to start at your death when you leave this life, but it, it started when you turned to Jesus to be the author and perfecter of your life. Let today be a reminder that you can live in eternal life today, that you can hold on to the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. Remember him who was at the Father's side. Remember him who has given you his Holy Spirit to comfort you and to lead you and to change you and to empower you in the brokenness of this world. Take hold of him who is alive. That as you you lament over war, remember that Jesus has won the most important war and he will judge the evil of this world. Remember the risen Christ. If you've responded to him and if you're following him, as you see and endure hardship, keep looking to him as your perfect example and endure with him. Love and pray and serve those around you. Bless and do not curse. Happy Easter. Jesus is alive. God has shown us that there is no brokenness that which he cannot overcome. God has shown us his love by sending us his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Whoever you are, take hold of that today. Know that it's not in our efforts but it's in God's effort that he's made relationship with him accessible and real and meaningful again, both now and forevermore. Let me pray. We thank you, Father, for a time to remember Jesus Christ who is alive, who is ruling, who is reigning, and one day will be returning. We thank you for the hope that it gives us that there is no amount of brokenness that you cannot overcome. We thank you that you have overcome our brokenness. We thank you that you have and that you will overcome all the brokenness that we see in this world. Father, give us endurance for this moment. Help us to hold firmly onto Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. We thank you that you are the good, loving creator God who desires intimate relational community with us. We thank you that you would have us in your family. And we thank you that you have done that work, a work that we couldn't. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au.